Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Notice he's talking basically to the Jewish religious people who were steeped in this way. He was saying, you have to have a new way of thinking. You can't combine the old covenant, the law, with this new gospel of grace any more than you can patch an old garment with a new piece of cloth. It simply doesn't work. Jesus was saying something very important today. I didn't come to patch up your life, but to give you a whole new life, a new way of thinking. It's easy to get caught up in the conflict between the Pharisees and scribes and Jesus. The attitudes of the religious leaders makes them kind of unsympathetic characters. We need to be careful to understand that there was a paradigm shift occurring, not just in the way that God was to be approached, but also in who was now allowed to approach him. Pastor Mark will be teaching about the new wine, grace, versus the old wine, law and how radical this new thinking was for the Jew, whose religious experience was permeated with ritual. God help us to constantly be thinking like Jesus thinks and to keep him at the center. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark with his continuing study, A New Challenge to Stretch and Change. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. What was Jesus saying? What were the Jewish people there? Jesus was saying, tongue in cheek, I only came for the people that are sinners, the unhealthy spiritually. You, as religious leaders, you're perfectly healthy. You don't need me. Ha, ha, ha. Because what were they? Self-righteous. We have it all together. Is that you today? You actually have it all together perfectly? No need to change, no need to grow anymore? I think not. So Jesus said, I came to heal those spiritual, unhealthy people. That's a sinner. That's who we were. As you begin to walk through that, you see this. Jesus knew, and be careful, Jesus knew these religious people were inflexible, resistant to change, and would not ever think new thoughts. That's why Jesus was crucified by them. We have to be thinking new thoughts. Always match the Bible. We have to be stretching in our, man, that's kind of a stretch, Master Mark. That's okay. And we have to be changing to be more like Jesus. You got it? That's why we invite people here. That's why you're here this morning. They were unwilling to confess their needs. I don't need the doctor. 
They were actually on life support. They definitely needed the doctor. Now, we're going to see more ganguzo. Look at verse 33. In this parable, Jesus is the bridegroom. And the disciples were the guests at the wedding. Here's how it goes. And they said to him, the religious leaders, John's disciples often fast and pray. And so did the disciples of the Pharisees. But yours go on eating and drinking. And Jesus answered, can you make the friends of the bridegroom fast while he's with them? But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. In those days, they will fast. See, in those days, the wedding was about seven days. So Jesus is saying, during the celebration of a wedding, who would be fasting? Of course, you're not going to be fasting. Jesus was not against fasting. Jesus fasted. But he was saying, notice, look at that verse again. I think it's a very important verse, verse 35. But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. What is he talking about? There's a time, Jesus says, that I'm going to heaven after I die and pay for the sins of mankind. Then you can fast. But now it's party time. And I'm in here with the sinners trying to see if we can add more believers to the kingdom of God. Do you got it? Do you got it? Do you got it? So when Jesus says it's partying time, here's what happens in our relationship when we think of the word religion. I want you to write this down. Let me explain it to you. Next statement is this about joy. Following Jesus brings joy. That's what Jesus was saying. I'm not died yet. I'm going to the cross and there's going to be joy afterwards and before. Many people that are religious, even sometimes as Christians, we've lost our joy. Notice what this verse says. Paul writes it. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Understand how huge it is. That Jewish leaders were enduring their dead religion. Jesus was teaching his disciples to enjoy their relationship with God. I did a little video this week. I do a video every week for three or four minutes on Facebook. You can see it on our web, CCM, Facebook, my page. How many know life is filled with chaos? <laughs> yeah. Every day it changes something new, different, whatever. And you know that sometimes I discovered myself this week. I woke up at three o'clock in the morning one night. I discovered that sometimes chaos drains the joy of our life. Could I hear it? Amen. And I wrote five answers to that. God just gave me the five answers. You can get on. 4,000 people have already viewed it since Wednesday. You just go on and look at it. But I want to just say this to you this morning. We have unrealistic expectations about what life is. In this world, you're going to have trouble. It's happening. And sometimes even as a pastor, I have to realize it's going to be difficult some days. But it shouldn't drain my joy because my joy is in Jesus. I already know the outcome, but sometimes we let it do. So I just need to trust him that everything's going to work out all right. So I want to ask you a question. These religious leaders were enduring their relationship with God. There was no joy. One of the things I love is we love you. When you walk in, it's not like a morgue here. Praise God. I mean, we have funny, you know, we have gifts out to moms that are not, don't even have their baby yet, but they want that gift right now. That's funny to me. That's fantastic. For those of you watching, we had a mother in the first service that said, uh, my, a guy had put his hand up. Wow, I was pregnant. She's the youngest mother here. I thought that was fantastic. Isn't it good to have fun in church? Could I hear an amen? amen. Or the rest of you are what? Ganguzoing out there. <laughs> so here's a question I want to ask you. 
And I want you to think about it just for a moment. Stop and think. Here's the question. Are you enduring or enjoying your walk with God? See, if you're in the dead religion, there's no joy. Rules, regulations, rituals. You'll never accomplish it. You can't do it. You're never going to be good enough in yourself. You'll see that in a moment with the law. So I want to challenge you this morning. We should be enjoying. And sometimes I have to get an attitude adjustment. Know what I mean? We have a dog. Sometimes she has to have a timeout period. She sits on the porch. Sorry, attitude adjustment. She looks at the screen like that. Sorry, baby, until you behave. <laughs> How many of you know we need an attitude adjustment from time to time? Yeah, it's good. Why did you raise your husband's hand over here? <laughs> Going to be a problem with that afterward. Yeah, exactly. Mother's Day or not, baby, it's over. All right. <laughs> but that's a big deal to me. One of the things that I cherish is a place where we can be real together. Nobody has all the answers except God. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. I hope you enjoy. I can tell you do. Come and worshiping God. Because that's the way it was designed to be. These dead religious people, they didn't get it. Now, pretty much the Jewish people, the religious leaders had Jesus on the defensive. He goes right to the offensive. He loved to apply the scripture. And it will sound strange to you, but there's two practical applications. I'll unpack them for you. Here we go. Verse 36. He told them this parable. Look at your verse. No one tears a patch from a new garment and sews it on an old one. If he does, he will have torn the new garment and the patch from the new will not match the old. Now, this is an illustration about cloth. In those days, cloth was linen and wool, and it would always shrink when you washed it. So if, the, if your piece of clothing had a tear and you wanted to patch it, the patch would never work. Because the first time you kind of washed that new outfit that you put the patch on, the patch would shrink and your hole got bigger than it was the first time. You say, well, what was Jesus talking about? He's going to talk about mixing the old law with the new period of grace. But see, sometimes in our world, Jesus is going to say this to us. You can't patch up the old with the new. But there is, in medicine, so many ways to patch our bodies today. I found this, and I thought it, it's, it's a senior personal ad in a Florida newspaper. Let me read it to you. Mint condition, male, 1932. Some of you ladies, just be listening up. I'll send you the website. Okay, here we go. Male, 1932. High mileage. Good condition. Some hair. Many new parts, including a hip, knee, cornea, and valves. It's a walking robot here, whatever. Isn't in running condition, but walks very well. And, and go ahead, email me. I'll send it to you. What was he talking about? Old, patchy clothing. Well, he was talking about this. The Old Covenant was based on the laws of God. Good things in the Old Testament. Rules, regulations, sacrifices. But the Old Covenant really was designed never to make man right with God. You could never keep all the laws. When the Jews came, they added 613 of them. 
And so you always felt guilty. You're always doing sacrifice. You could never have a personal relationship. You never felt your sins were totally forgiven. They weren't. They were just covered. There was real no freedom in it. So God, all through the Old Testament, said there's a new covenant coming, a new relationship with God. We took communion last week. Remember, Jesus said, this is my body, my blood in the new covenant. This was the new. So the new covenant would be a covenant based on grace. The new covenant would allow access to God 24-7 for everyone. Man could be restored in fellowship with God. So what Jesus was saying is, I've come to fulfill the old law, the old piece of clothing, but you can't patch it and try to take a little of the old and put it to the new. Jesus said it like this in John 1.17, for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Notice he's talking basically to the Jewish religious people who were steeped in this way. He was saying, you have to have a new way of thinking. You can't combine the old covenant, the law, with this new gospel of grace any more than you can patch an old garment with a new piece of cloth. It simply doesn't work. Jesus was saying something very important today. I didn't come to patch up your life, but to give you a whole new life, a new way of thinking. Notice this verse. Sometimes we miss it, but in here is a key word this morning. 2 Corinthians 5, when you come to Christ, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a, say it with me, a, a new creation. It's not a patched up job. It's not a patched up job. You're brand new. You're forgiven. It's God's grace. We never really understood that. The old has gone. Get your hand up with me. Just get your hand up with me. Say goodbye to the old. Just right now. Goodbye to the old. The old. Are you glad the old is gone this morning? The old you is gone this morning. The new has come. Jesus. And then he says this. Here's what I want you to write. Jesus didn't come to patch up our lives. He came to make them brand new. Now, when you think about that, I want you to see this verse, and I'm going to give you another illustration how we treat people. When a person walks in and becomes a Christian, some of you would become Christians today. Levi became a Christian. In an instant, God forgave him. Was Levi a mature person at that point spiritually? No, he's still what? A baby Christian. Will Levi still have trouble? Yes. You're a Christian. The minute you became a Christian... Did everything go? You're a perfect Christian today. I don't need to change at all. I'm perfectly fine. Yeah, your spirit was changed, but what were you left with? Your old self. How many understand exactly what I mean? So when we see new Christians, we better be very careful we're not gonguzoing them. Oh, look, that guy says he's a Christian. He used that word. What is wrong with you? Well, you probably didn't use it, but you thought it. Do you understand where I'm going with this? We have to be graceful and allow them to mature. I've been a Christian 66 years. How many know that God's still at work in me? I asked my wife to leave because she'd be up here telling you what that was like. (laughs) By the way, is God still at work with you? Just turn to your neighbor and say, "Mm, I'm still a work in progress. Go ahead and tell him right now. Go ahead. Can you, can you say it with a smile? Come on, come on, it's okay. That's what's expected. We never arrive. Now, Jesus then teaches, I'm looking, we're almost done. He teaches about a new church that's going to be established. A church is not really a building, a church is Christians. 
Now watch what he does. Verse 37. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise the new wine will burst the skins. And the wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. No, new wine must be poured into new wineskins. And no one after drinking old wine wants the new, for they say the old is better. See, in Jesus' day, there were no glass bottles. So wine was kept in goat skins. They were tanned and whatever and made watertight, this wineskin. But when you put new wine in an old wineskin, the old wineskins, as they age, kind of like us, sorry for the illustration, become hardened and brittle and inflexible. So you put this new wine in and it's fermenting. It's leaking all over the place. So what does that illustration look like? You don't need to write it down, but I tried to make it clear what Jesus was saying. Watch me and you'll see this. Jesus is saying you can't pour this new wine, this new grace relationship, the gospel, the church, into the old, inflexible, dead religion Judaism, it will not work. Watch this. So the old brittle that Jesus is using, these people understood the illustration perfectly. For us, we have to explain it because we have bottles today. The old bottle, a brittle, inflexible wineskin was dead religion. Rules, regulations, ritual, trying to be good enough to get to heaven by all those things. Impossible in the Old Testament. That's why the, the Old Testament law was given to promote Jesus, to to help us to run the Jesus, because we could never be good enough. So what is the new wine? Well, the new wine Jesus was bringing is grace. You're saved by grace, which is unmerited favor. Do you remember Easter? Unmerited favor. You're, You're saved not because you're good enough, not because you kept the law. You didn't. I didn't. But because God forgave me through faith. So the new wine skin that Jesus was talking about is the New Testament church. You couldn't take the old dead Jewish religion and try to mix it with the New Testament church that was led by the Spirit of God. That's why in the book of Acts, what happened in those days? They had a brand new beginning. Do you see the violence and the things that was happening to them? Well, that happened all the way through the Bible. And as that violence went on, it was religious people going, no, you can't change it. No, it had to change. It's a matter of the heart. Let me give you an example. Later on in the book of Galatians, it's all about freedom. The Jewish people finally said this. Okay, if the Gentiles want to accept Christ, fine. They didn't like that initially. They, didn't, they thought only the Jews were going to heaven. Well, okay, fine. But if you accept Christ and you're a male, you must be circumcised. Now, if you're 25 or 30 years old, are you thinking twice about becoming a Christian? <laughs> Say amen. Ladies, you don't know what I'm talking about. I'm saying amen. <laughs> so what did the church have to do? The church had to sit down, the New Testament church. And what did the New Testament church do? No, that doesn't apply. Because circumcision now was Old Testament. What had to be circumcised? Our heart. It was our heart. And so they said, no, 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 no. You're not, you can't mix the old with the new. That doesn't work. And so we have a new thing. And are you glad you're here this morning in the day of grace? I'm very glad because nobody could be good enough to reach it. 
So Jesus was trying to explain all this, and it was just a huge principle to them. No longer would you have to be good enough to please God. I'll give you a quick history. In the Old Testament, in the temple, there was a veil in the holies of holies. In the holy of holies is where God met the people. If you were Jewish people in the Old Testament, you never, ever interacted with God directly, ever. Only the high priest would. And he would go behind this veil and he would offer sacrifices for the people once a year. That was a picture that you couldn't approach God. When Jesus died on the cross, grace came. What happened to that veil? That veil was thousand pounds more. What happened to that veil? Tell me. It was torn. How was it torn? Did man get down and go, let's tear, rip this thing up. You know, Jesus has come. No, it was torn from where? From the top to the bottom. Who did that? God. And what was God saying? Come on in. Come on in. You can approach the throne of grace with boldness. This is the new day. You have, you have access to God every day because God actually lives in you. That's amazing. You can't mix the new with the old. And we have a lot of churches. We have to be careful. You know this church isn't perfect. You know that. Far from it. But we have a perfect God. And we have a perfect head of the church, Jesus. But we never want to become inflexible to the point that we are healthy. And a sinner can't walk in here and see the joy of the Lord and go, I don't know what it's going to take, but I want some of that. That's what my joy is. That's what my heart beats for today. Be careful. We want to be a church where new wineskins are here. Thanks for being Loving people who don't mind being around sinners. See, you want to be in a church where people can come and say, and I hear this often. Somebody just reminded me this week, one of their emails to me. They said a few years ago, Pastor Mark, we visited your church. We're new to town. We visited the church campus. I can't remember which campus. And we planned to visit like five or six churches, which is a normal deal. And uh, they said we came to this church once. And she says, it's been five years. We never went anywhere else. And she said, this is why. Because you were such a tall, handsome man. I put that sucker on my board. It's right there. No, here's what she said. And I hear this often. When we walked in the church, we felt the presence of God. It was a joyous place, but we knew God was there. Friends, let's never lose that. Let's never become hardened. Let's never become judgmental. Let's never become God guzos. Let's be a place. That's what Jesus was teaching. New. Stretch. Change to be like me. Aren't you thankful that God has extended his grace to all of mankind? Being able to approach the throne of God of the universe because of the final sacrifice Jesus made is so liberating. As Pastor Marcus shared, we need to take the Holy Spirit which has been poured out upon us to overflowing and be willing vessels. Reach out to those around us and allow the Holy Spirit to show Christ to the world through us. Thanks so much for joining us today. 
Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. Well, we've wrapped up another message with Pastor Mark. We hope that it was helpful in your walk with Jesus. Let's remember to keep loving the lost like Jesus does and to become comfortable around them so that as a result of being their friend, sharing the gospel with them will be a natural outgrowth of the relationship that you've built. Remember, love is an action word. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Ballmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living and together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.